Hi, and welcome to the Discovering Your Soul podcast with me, Nina. I'm an educator, a self-discovery guide, but most importantly, I'm a human just like you, trying to navigate life and learn more about myself, others, and the world around us. I invite you into this sacred space with me, where I will dig into and explore experiences, topics, and lessons that we all may encounter on our self-discovery journeys. If you want to get to know your soul on a deep level and live life as the most authentic expression of yourself, then you have come to the right place. So let's buckle up and explore the depths of the human experience together. This is Discovering Your Soul. Hi everyone, welcome to another solo episode of the Discovering Your Soul podcast with me, Nina. I am delighted to speak with you today about a topic that I feel has been something I've always been noticing throughout my life, but have really been cognizant of it, especially the last few years of my life. And that is around the idea of people in our lives serving as mirrors of ourselves. And what I mean by that is how we form connections with others in our lives. Of course, our original connections were made with our family of origin um, or whoever we grew up with in our environment when we were young. And as we get older, we form connections with others Some of these connections stay, some of these connections go, some of these connections weave in and out. And one thing that I've realized the last few years is how pretty much everyone, and I'm not saying exactly everyone, there are definitely extenuating circumstances that I I believe uh, do not really serve us with others in a safe way but that a lot of our connections that we have with others are truly growth opportunities to learn more about ourselves. Because everyone that comes into our life in some way or another will always carry with them, maybe even if it's just a small amount, some sort of wisdom that teaches us about ourselves. And This may be that we learn more about our preferences that we desire in life or that we want in life. I think one of the greatest things that someone can teach us just by being a presence in our lives is about relationships and the ways that we relationally connect to others. Or perhaps... Others may come into our lives and show us what our shadow side is, what our wounds are, what our pain is. They can reveal certain aspects of our lives that we have buried deep as a form of protection, or they have buried aspects of ourselves that we simply are just not consciously aware of. And so... I wanted to just bring up that topic that 
people that come into our lives, whether or not they stay, they go, or they weave in and out, can really be our greatest teachers. Because by relating to and connecting with others, we learn more about the world around us, but we truly do learn a lot about ourselves. And I'm going to use an example in the context, in two different contexts, actually, one being a family context and the other being a more romantic context. So with a family context, for example, there may be many of us that are, you know, we get irritated with certain family members, like, oh, I can't believe that they act like this. I can't believe that they're doing this. Oh, that like personality trait really irritates me or, you know, how dare they? And I definitely have been there <laughs> where, you know, there are certain family members that truly bring out a side of me that I don't like to <laughs> don't like to bring out. And I feel like as I kind of maneuver through my life and, you know, at various certain family functions um, or certain, you know, one-on-one -on -one conversations, I would find myself just like boiling with like irritation, right? I have a family member who can be really quick to anger, okay? Just like very like, very sensitive, very quick to anger, um, you know, gets really offended easily, takes, you know, things quite personally. And I remember just being so irritated at this family member, like, why are you taking everything so personally? Um, you know, get a check on your anger and uh, don't take everything personally. Not everything's about you. And, you know, I, I would sort of, you know, just throughout my life as I grew up kind of get irritated about this. But, you know, in the last few years, as I've started to really discover myself more and learn more about myself, including the uncomfortable parts of myself, the shadow side, that contains characteristics, aspects, beliefs, patterns that do not serve me uh, well in life. And I started to notice, I'm like, wow, actually, I exhibit this type of behavior when I am in a situation that I feel vulnerable and powerless in. Just like this family member, I get very sensitive. I can be very quick to anger. I take things very personally to the point where I will even, you know, cut connections quickly. I did that a lot when I was younger. I didn't know what any of this meant. I would always put the blame on the other person. I would just cut friendships. I would just cut relationships. I would, I would distance myself. And, you know, at the time I'd be like, oh, well, it's really just them. But now I'm realizing they're a mirror <laughs> reflecting back to me certain aspects of myself that I'm not going to shame myself about but ones that I would like to grow from and transform into healthier ways of managing conflict, for example, managing connections, managing difficult conversations, situations in which I perceive I am being 
targeted in any way in an argument or conflict. So it, you know, this mentality, this family member, once I realized that I am very triggered by that behavior and it really goes very deep into my, into my, the depths of me sometimes where I'm like, ah, I just can't be around this person. When I started to realize that they actually are a mirror for me and gave me a direction into which I can start to heal and transform those behaviors, it actually transformed our relationship. And it wasn't because they changed. It wasn't because they were given direction on, you need to stop doing this or you need to stop doing that. Because ultimately, remember, we can't change other people. We have no control over how other people act. We can certainly communicate to them boundaries and we can communicate certain things that we would like, but ultimately it's their choice, right? If they decide to make any changes. And so by looking within myself, what was reflected back to me from this family member, it helped me journey within and understand the root of why I react this way in certain situations, why I become reactive or I get very easily offended or sensitive and not trying to fundamentally change who I am. That's not the goal of what I'm trying to do with my, my healing journey. It's really to simply transform this knowledge that I have. And also if there are any unhealthy behaviors that do not serve me or others, in any way, it really helps me to transform them into healthier, new ways that I can be and that I can live. And so that for me was really transformative, just being able to see this family member as a teacher. Instead of seeing them as a villain, instead of seeing them as an enemy, I just started to see them as a teacher. And it wasn't that I accepted any negative behavior in the future. It was simply that I understood that that is also a part within me that I'm working to heal. So it allowed for me to actually set better boundaries, to communicate more effectively, and to really transform the way that we connect. And now I find that I don't necessarily feel the same type of anger within me when I get triggered by this family member, that I actually have a greater sense of compassion. And I have a greater sense of awareness and acceptance that this is who they are. And that all I can really do is change my side of the connection. And to really own my part of the connection and to self-soothe if I need to, to go within and see what is coming up for me when I feel any strong reactions, and to take a step back if I find myself wanting to engage in any unhealthy conversations. So that is one example where I feel like I really saw how others can be a mirror of ourselves. And the next example that I want to give was a romantic partnership that I had in my late 20s. It was one of the most significant connections I've had thus far in my 
romantic history. And probably one of the best examples for me into how someone can truly serve as a mirror for you to really look within. Now, this person is someone that I really found as a great teacher, but at the time, <laughs> I really thought that they were ruining my life. At the time, this was years ago, I thought that they were ruining my life. I thought that, you know, they were the reason why things didn't work out and so forth. And, you know, you can just go on with the list of all the, the externalization that I put on this person, blaming them for the collapse. And when I started to truly heal from that relationship, which really was, I mean, I would say one of the most pivotal moments in my life when I started to truly do it, the inner work that I needed to do to transform my patterns. I mean, that was a huge wake-up call, one of the first dark nights of the soul that I really experienced, where I had to just look at myself and, and ask myself, who are you right now? And looking back, this person was truly a mirror. I mean, there were things that I would observe in this person where I'm like, if you just did this, then this would be better. Or how can you not see that you are self-abandoning? How can you not see that you are putting others' needs above your own? How can you not see that you are people-pleasing to the point of overextending yourself? How can you not see that you are operating from a lens that supports this unhealthy idea of what a romantic partnership should be. These are all examples of things that I would say about this other person, right? As if, as if I was, you know, someone that didn't think these things or didn't practice these things. In fact, it turns out I was operating from the exact same lens and I was doing all of the same things that this person was. And only towards the end did I actually realize like, wow, I was so irritated by all these things in this person because that is a part of me that I have not really faced or I have not admitted to myself. And that was, I mean, truly transformational for me when I realized, wow, this actually was not something outside of me that I was reacting to. It was actually something within me that I did not want to face. And from there, I was able to really consciously do the work on these things that I felt very triggered by. And it turns out that we both contributed to the dynamic that we had. Right? Even though I was putting myself into this role of, oh, like you, you know, you didn't want to be with me and, you know, you, you don't want to work on this with me anymore. You're this or you're that, right? It really was a we in the dynamic. And we both contributed. And I think that is actually what can often be the most challenging part of relationships is when your partner is a mirror for you and brings up your wounds, and brings up your triggers, brings up deeply buried pain or beliefs, 
core, core beliefs that we have about our worth or who we are, right? Or who we think we're becoming, right? And relationships of any kind, and I mean relationships of any kind, this could be friendships, this could be co-workers, this could be familial, uh, romantic, right? In, in any sort of relational container, that is where a lot of the mirroring happens. Because they are literally, it's almost as if they're literally holding up a mirror to you saying, here, this is what I'm seeing. This is what my experience is of you, right? And you're both doing that, right? So you can imagine just two mirrors being held up, reflecting certain ideas and behaviors and patterns back to the other, right? And I'm not saying that it's bad if that shows up. In fact, if there are relational wounds that we have, right? And many of us do. Many of us do carry relational wounds with us that essentially narrate our beliefs of love, right? Or how we approach love or if we feel like we deserve love, right? And I feel like if you have those relational wounds within a relationship container is where a lot of those wounds have the ability to be healed. And I think that is something that it took me a long time to learn because I would always just have this mirrored effect in relationships throughout my life, especially in my early 20s and in college and whenever I started to really engage in significant relationships. And I remember I, I was always wondering, oh, this is bad. If this is showing up, if I feel like this and I'm like super triggered like this, then that must mean that this is like, you know, this is all about them. They're doing this to me, right? And once again, I'm not saying that you have to stay and engage in a dynamic that is not right for you, that is not healthy for you, that is not in alignment with what it is that you want in life, but that even the best relationships out there, the, the healthiest, the most secure, the safest, ones with trust and respect and honesty and communication, you will still have that person as your mirror. And so I invite you to explore any current connections that you are in that may feel particularly challenging. And once again, I'm not saying that we have to do this exploration with everybody that we have a connection with. Some connections are truly best not being a connection. Okay, and only you and those in your life that you trust and support you can really help discern what is and what isn't a connection that you need to have. But that even in our safest relationship containers of any kind of relationship, that we will have that person reflect to us things that we may not like. We may not like certain things that they do. We may not like certain ways that we feel about certain things that they do. And some of that is theirs. So some of that is theirs. And then there are some things, if you feel a deep stirring within you, then maybe that's something to explore. 
it might be that it is something that hasn't been acknowledged within. It is a certain behavior or belief or thought that hasn't been, or pattern, that hasn't been acknowledged within. And if you do find that it is a part of you, then that's actually a beautiful lesson that you are being given. And there's no need to shame ourselves for who we are, right? I think a lot of the healing journey is about self-acceptance and self-love and compassion, really accepting where we are at any given moment and growing, right? Growing and healing from any patterns or thoughts or behaviors that do not serve us in life. And so when we are able to acknowledge what is being mirrored at us that is within us, then we really start that beautiful journey of accepting all parts of ourselves, our light and our shadow. We can't really accept one without the other. We can't accept just the light and not accept the shadow part of us as well. Because that is who makes us who we are and the shadow parts of us is actually a, a strong blueprint from which we can truly heal and transform from. And I also want to emphasize that mirroring isn't just a negative experience, right? The things that you love about other people, own that you also have those aspects within yourself. Whatever you love about someone else, love that about yourself. And some of you may be wondering, well, but I love that about them because I'm not like that. Like, for example, if somebody is really grounded and you tend to be a little bit more energetic and I'm just going to use myself as that example. I tend to, I'm not naturally a very grounded person. That has been something that I've embodied over time. Um, still embodying over time. It's still a, a work in progress. But, you know, when I was younger, I would always tend to be drawn to very grounded, um, like, sort of balanced, grounded, responsible, secure types of individuals. Ones that were a little bit more logical, a little bit more cerebral on the left brain, whereas I'm a little bit more of an emotional right brain person, um, definitely more scattered, more high energy, uh, someone who, you know, really could use more grounding. And I used to always think, oh, I really love that this person is so grounded as if it was something outside of me. It was a quality outside of me, right? And sometimes if you look to others that have qualities that you don't have, sometimes we don't even know it, but it's, it's as if we're looking for them to fulfill a part of us that we don't think that we have or to complete us in some way, right? Instead of being complementary or instead of adding value to us. And so I will say after doing, I did this program by Rising Woman, who I highly recommend you follow Rising Woman on Instagram or go to risingwoman.com. 
Chiliana has amazing, amazing programs to heal conscious relationship wounds and to, to truly do a lot of inner work. And I did this program called Becoming the One, where you essentially become your soulmate. And I'm bringing this example up because this is where I learned that whatever I am drawn to in my romantic partners, right, I used to think that, oh, I'm drawn to them because I have no capacity, no ability to embody this myself. So for example, if I was drawn to someone who is grounded, I used to think, oh, it's because I have no ability to be grounded myself. But that is not true. That's not true. We can always embody the things that we love about others, right? There are obviously certain traits that are more natural to us. But after taking this Becoming the One program, there was an exercise where you write down all the things that you were drawn to in romantic partners. And then the idea was, how can you embody these values or these um, practices within yourself. And I was like, wow, wow. You're telling me that I can become, you know, these things that I am seeking in others. But now as time has gone on, it's so true. It's so true. And that's how these mirrors in our lives, right, which can come in the form of people, come in the form of connections that could even be in passing, right, lessons that we learn in life, moving through challenges, right, all these experiences that we have in life where we are being mirrored and we are given a chance to look within ourselves and we are having ourselves reflected back are truly amazing opportunities to embody that which we seek outside of ourselves or to transform that which we have within ourselves that no longer serve our higher good in our lives. And so I invite you to explore what comes up in your closest relationships with others, connections, even people that you meet in passing and when you feel certain reactions within yourself, just to simply explore what is coming up and to stay curious to what is coming up. Everyone that we come across in our lives that have impacted us in some way can truly serve as a teacher for us if we give ourselves the opportunity to listen and explore and inquire. All right. Thank you so much for listening to me talk about today's topic. I would love to connect with you. You can go to my website and sign up for my newsletter if you would like to stay in touch. I'm on Instagram, on TikTok, and I would love to hear how you feel about this topic, if there are any other topics that you are interested in the future. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, your evening, your morning, wherever you are right now. Sending blessings and love your way. Take care.